Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. What time did your day begin today? I was up at 6.30. Oh, my word. Yeah, I come over here every morning, first thing. Tessie Guy had been up before dawn when she talked to me, and my, I'm the one whose energy was flagging. She had worked a whole day. Um, she works as a maid. She works for herself. She went from decades of working for the man to becoming the woman in... Um, Tidy Tessie. She became Tidy Tessie. Her daughter taught her how to be her own brand and now to employ others and to be a successful businesswoman. She had a long way to go to to get there. Uh, I met her years back, a decade ago, when she was serving bagels at Einstein Brothers on South Boulevard in Charlotte. And uh, then I saw her again, and she presented me with a business card that said Tidy Tessie. And I'm like, love it. Love the logo. Have not used her service. My wife will not let me have a maid in this house. She insists. I mean, I don't understand. I really don't understand. Uh, even Tessie uses a maid service, uses a house cleaning service, as you'll hear. Uh, I admire her so much, and you're about to hear just how much she has overcome to get there. Tessie Guy. My little missy over here said, Mom, look, tidy Tessie, let's do this. This is In Her Words, a podcast from manlisting.com, featuring one man listening to the stories of real women in their own words. In Her Words, a conversation worth hearing because every woman deserves to be heard. Hi there, I'm Stuart Watson. Welcome to In Her Words, my podcast. Tessie Guy is a person in long-term recovery who lost her son to a gunshot. And you're going to hear how she came to some peace with that. I think forgiveness is a little bit of a cliche um, she came to peace. She came to peace through her great faith, which never went away, uh, whether she was out there or whether she was smack dab in the middle of recovery. She never stopped being a person of faith. And as such, and because of what she's done as a straight up badass businesswoman, I'll say it, um, I just admire her work ethic. Her mother worked three jobs. She worked three jobs. Now her daughter works three jobs. She has a great belief in the old American work ethic, and it has brought her a long way. Tidy Tessie. Where were you born? Charlotte, North Carolina. I was born in 1969. I'm the third child of four. I'm the only girl, and I have three brothers. Mommy had all of us all in a row. So we're one, two, three, four. Uh -huh. Yeah. When you were a, 
uh, little girl, where did you all stay? What part of town? We stay on the west side of Charlotte, uh -huh. near Revolution Park. Yeah. Yeah, Wilkinson Boulevard, that whole area. We grew yeah. up over there as well. It's changing. So much. It's becoming kind of gentrified. Yes, very People much so. moving in. Yes. And the golf course being there. Yes, yes. Yeah. It was a swimming pool then. It was a revolution swimming pool. Uh -huh. That's what it was called, a Revolution Recreation Center. Did you swim there when you were little? I did. I actually was on the swim team. Uh -huh. I was the butterfly champion. <laughs> do you have pictures? I do not. I oh. don't even have a picture of myself when I was a baby. Oh. Yeah. How about your older brothers? Did they have pictures of them? Yes, because okay. they were always swimming. They were avid swimmers. Yeah. And my brother that's actually deceased, he was an aquatic specialist. He worked with handicapped people in the water and taught babies how to swim and yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, do you still swim? Do you love it? You know what? If I would get in the water, I would love it, but I have not <laughs> been swimming in so long. Yeah. Like the last time I went swimming, we were in Florida for my nephew's wedding. And that was about three years ago. Uh-huh. Yeah. So no going to the aquatic center. No, I need to. Your mother, when you were a little girl, she would have described you how? She would have said, what did she call you, first of all? She called me Tet. When, Tet is my nickname, but when she was mad at me, she would call me Tessima by my full name. Yes. But she called me Tet. So where did Tessie come from? My name is spelled T-E-S-S-I-M-A, and I just take the I off of it. I mean, the M.A. off of it. Did you do that yourself or did? She did. <laughs> your daughter did. Yes, it. she did. And it stuck with other people? Yes. Oh. Everybody normally calls me Tess, but when she encouraged me to start the cleaning business, she came up with the name Tidy Tessie. Yeah. Yeah. People like that. They like the alliteration. They like the two T's. Yes. yes. It makes people remember things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, is she here because you're nervous? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know me, Tessie. I do, but that's my you... baby. And I tell you, she is the third child. Uh -huh. No, the second child of my five children. And she's amazing. And so she kind of keeps me, you know, in check. Wonderful. <laughs> And so when you were little, like two years old, she would have said, Tet is so what? Just sweet and loving. Like my mom loved me so much because I was the only girl. And she, I was so rotten. I really was compared to my three brothers because I never had to share clothes. I always had, you know, and then my birthday is the day after Christmas. I was born December 26, 1969. And so I... She did wonderful, like splitting up the gifts. Like I never had birthday parties. I only had one birthday party when I was 12 that I can remember. And then when I turned 18, I had my own birthday party. And then when I turned 50, she had me a 50th birthday party. Uh -huh. So I can only remember three birthday parties, but I do remember her always giving me lots of gifts on Christmas and my birthday because the boys always got to celebrate their birthdays. Was your father in the home? Um, my father was in the home until I was four years old. Mm -hmm. So my mom, she raised us all by herself. Wow. Yeah, she, 
Do you have she, any memories of him? Did you know him growing up? Yeah, here and there, but we're actually very, very close today. That's wonderful. And it was one of the things, my mom is deceased. She passed when she was 60, I'm 57, mm -hmm. and she would be 67 now. But before my mom passed, she always insisted that I develop a relationship with my dad. That was good of yeah, her. Yeah, and with his wife. Yeah. And so that's what I did, and we're very close now. That's wonderful. Yeah, I hate I missed that because a lot of the things that happened you know, during my life, I feel like if he was there, I would not have had to go through as much as I did mm -hmm. to get to where I am today. But I'm very grateful yeah. for what I went through because I know I wouldn't be where I am today had not I gone through some stuff, you know? What do you mean by stuff? Making mistakes. I hear, I was listening to a couple of your podcasts and I hear that you're in recovery mm -hmm. and I've been in recovery for 16 years. Congratulations. High I just five. Said, I just celebrated 16 years, July the 7th, July 6th. That's a yeah. huge deal. Yeah. yeah. I don't like to talk much about that, Yeah. but I just needed to put that out there. God is good. Yes. God He's is so good. good. Yeah. <laughs> and this is really, this podcast is not strictly about recovery. Mm -hmm. um, it's about people who bounce back. Yes. And we bounce back from all kinds of different things. Absolutely. And in different ways. Mm -hmm. um, what was something that you would say just like knocked the breath out of you? Is there something that just like knocked you down? My son. The death of my son. Uh, yeah. He was killed um, at 17. Went out to a party and didn't come back home. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Oh, I yeah. Cry. Yeah. And he would be 28 today. Yeah. He has a twin sister, Jessica. Uh -huh. Yeah. So that really was hard for me as well, losing him. And being his father as well, you know. Yeah. We lost him two years before we lost my baby. So, yeah. How did he die? He had a heart attack. Mm -hmm. And how did your mother die? Mom had cancer. So you've had a lot of death, like right around you. Yeah. Grandma, yeah. my brother, um, just, I mean, it was all back to back to back to back to back to back. But thank God I was clean then. Thank God I was able to spend four years with my mom before, you know, she passed away because all she ever talked about was wanting her baby back, you know, and she got me back and we were right of eyes. You uh, hear me? <laughs> that was my girl. That's so wonderful. I to miss have her every that. day. Yeah. And it's scary sometimes because yeah. I'm 52, uh -huh. you know, and to know that she passed away at 57. What do you tell your daughters about how to navigate such grief? I mean, I think honestly, um, it was just having uh, a God of my understanding because I grew up in the church. You know, we knew about the faith and we knew that if you come, you're gonna leave. However, as far as my kids, and one of the things that really helped me when my son passed away was my daughter because that, that got her into wanting to know more about death and all of that stuff. And so now she's a funeral director. Yeah. What kind of church did you grow up in? In a Baptist church. Uh -huh. Mount Moriah Primitive Baptist. And what was 
your concept of God or higher power then when you grew up in that? Mm -hmm. And how, if, if at all, is it different now? As a kid, we stayed in the church, you know? And because I had that foundation from day one, even in the midst of my, my mess, you know, it still kept me grounded. I always kept a song in my heart. And I, even today, that's what I do. I sing at church. I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free, you know? Some people get very bitter when they lose a child. Yeah. And they never go back to church. Yeah. Um, why do you think you went back? Because I needed it. Because that was the only thing that was going to keep me. And God has kept me. How did you resolve the whole idea of like, how did God let this happen? How did you resolve it in your own heart? I don't think I ever could question God because it was so much other stuff going on around us also. Mm -hmm. And then when this happened, yeah, it hurt so bad, but I still wanted to be able to be there for my other children because I have four other children. And that's what really kept me, kept me going. You know, knowing that I needed to be strong for them as well as myself, you know, and the other people that were around him. Like, my son's funeral was so huge. I had no idea he knew so many people. And we were in this big, huge church, and it was like wall to wall. Um, St. Paul Baptist Church, have you ever been there? No. That church is huge. It's kind of bigger than Mount Moriah in the inside. Is it near Belmont? Yes. Yes. I have been there. I've been to a funeral there. Did you ever try to go down that path like of blaming yourself? No, no. never. No. And um, I mean, it was some things, you know, we had some times, especially, you know, in my mess, you know what I'm saying? And I, I, I do feel as though if I had like just been able to, you know, I would, it would have been, it could have been different. I'm not going to say it would have been different, but it could have been different. But I know I can't beat myself up about it right? because I don't belong to me, you know? And that's what I have to keep telling myself even now. It hurts. It does. You know, I forgave the young man that did it. Mm -hmm. um, but at the end of the day, yeah. Did you ever have a conversation with him? No. Um, you let it go. Kind of, sort of. Yeah. How are you able to let it go? Because that's very difficult for some people. Just, just trusting in my faith. My faith, my faith is what what has kept me throughout everything. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, they always say like, I could be mad at you right now, and you wouldn't even know what I'm mad about. But what am I to do? You know, it's it's all about. Yeah. Do you have uh, standard prayers? Like some people pray the prayer of St. Francis or the Lord's Prayer, the Serenity Prayer, and other people have like conversations. They, it's I'm much... a conversationalist with him, like, because he knows me, and I'd be like, Good morning, Lord. What's up? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what you got for me today? <laughs> I love that. And just bless my kids and my neighbors and, you know, just everything in that, in that order. You know. I'm jealous of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I feel self-conscious. Do you? Yeah. I like can't. I don't. So a lot of it has to do with 
Who am I talking to? Like you seem to be really sure, yeah. like very grounded. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I had that kind of faith. I just I just look at it like uh, the flowers die every year and they bloom again. The trees like something something's doing that. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Sunrise, sunset, like certain flowers, like just being able to see a flower pass and then come back, you know, like bloom again. I'm struck by that a lot because I don't have a green thumb, but I get some flowers that I know will walk with me, yeah. <laughs> so to speak. And uh, yeah, just just life in general. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I've seen a lot. So have there been times when you, I don't know, not doubted, but times that were dark? They were hard. Did you go to church then, and even in the hard times? I did not, but uh -huh. I always prayed. And like uh -huh. I said, I always kept a song in my heart. Yeah. And I would oftentimes go by a church and just sit on, get on my knees and pray, you know, at the church. Yeah. You know, when nobody was around, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. I did not go to church then, but yeah. So the concept of forgiveness, mm -hmm. the ability to let it go, that it's not worth it. Yeah. Um, how did that evolve? How did that manifest in your life? As far as what was going on around me? Right. Or... I mean, just give me an example. You know, I mean, the young man who killed your son, yes. that's a hugely powerful way. Yeah, and I... I really felt bad for him. I, I felt bad for just everything around, you know, I felt bad for his mom. I, I did give his mom, you know, an eye, you know, or whatever, but um, yeah, it, I just had to let it go. I just, I couldn't live if I didn't let it go, mm -hmm. you know? And a lot of people get stagnant, you know, all lives matter, you know what I'm saying? And so, like, that's why they have these movements, so we can, like, talk to people. We, you know, I've gone and talked to children and let them know about my son and, you know, so, those sort of things to just help me, you know, stay kind of ahead and even uh, letting them know in the midst of whatever's going on, don't be ashamed to tell somebody or, you know, if you're feeling afraid, you know, go and talk to somebody. Don't let people bully you or you know, take over and then end up in situations like my son, because that was crazy. On the January 6th riot mm -hmm. at the Capitol, I noticed some people were carrying this Christian flag mm -hmm. with the red cross on it. Yeah. Um, and the blue field and then the big white field. Mm -hmm. out of Overwhelmingly a white group. And what I'm wondering is, do you think that... Uh, Black Christians and white Christians have the same Jesus? I would hope so, Stuart. I really would. Because it's really sad if it, it's only one God, mm -hmm. one name, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, so, I mean, whatever. I mean, a lot of people don't believe, you know, but they have to believe in something, you know? I do think we all have the same God. It's just the way we choose to uh, worship him or, you know, put ourselves in 
in the right places and do the right things at the right time because that's what God is. He's, he's about right. He's not about, you know, fake and phony and doing whatever you want to do. He wants us all to do well. Hi, I'm Dr. Kim, the parentologist. As a wife, mom, therapist, and all-around juggler like most of you, I lead a hectic life, and sometimes that means indulging in foods on the go that my stomach doesn't always agree with. Thankfully, Pepto-Bismol provides me fast and effective relief for all kinds of upset stomachs. Having a little too many guilty pleasures at a family barbecue or birthday celebration may lead to indigestion or heartburn, so I always keep Pepto on hand to get fast relief when I need it the most. Pepto-Bismol, use as directed and keep out of reach of children. Um, where did you go to high school? South Mecklenburg High School. And what did you do at age 18? I had a scholarship to go to Morris Hill College uh -huh. for music. I, um, I don't know if you ever heard of Anthony Hamilton. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Anthony Hamilton and I, we sung on the same high school choir. We did yeah. a lot of traveling and those sort of things. However, I had my first child at 16. Uh -huh. And so mom really wanted me to go, but I was afraid to leave my baby. So... I didn't go. I ended up going to Queens College for a little bit for medical, uh -huh. and I just stopped going. And, you know, that's when things just kind of run amok. And so you got a job. Yes. You stayed here. Yes. Um, did you stay at home with your mother, or did you have your own apartment? I got my first apartment when I was 17. Uh -huh. yeah. So you moved out even before high school. I did. Yeah. And what was it like? Did you have a sense of independence? Or? I did because I seen my mother struggle, you know, just working hard. I would work two jobs. My mom would work two or three jobs because she had four children, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, I just didn't want to put that on her because the job that I had, it was a really good job. I was working at a check casher. I became a manager and it sustained me. Paid well. Yeah, it paid well back then. I can only imagine what they're paying now. Maybe, maybe not, but yeah. And you can support your family. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, what'd you do from there? How long did you work there? I worked at the check casher for 16 years. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, um, like I said, in the midst of my mess, I uh, got off. You know, I stopped working as a check casher, and I um, heard about Einstein's. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's where I met you. And that's where you met me. And I started working there, and I worked at Einstein's 11 years. And I used to do hair. I used to do hair out of my kitchen. I was multi-talented. <laughs> I did a lot of stuff. <laughs> so. Do you ever miss yeah. doing hair? Do you ever do hair now? I don't do any hair now. And everybody always asks me, why don't you do hair? What you do? Just women? Yeah, just women. Yeah. 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 Back then it was the French roll and the bun and it was so cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I have asked, because it's a source of endless fascination, mm -hmm. a number of black women who've been on here, particularly women who lost their hair because of cancer or, okay. or alopecia yeah. about their hair. Yeah. Um, because the observation that I made was, um, as a white guy, you go in and you set the clippers on number two or number six or yeah. whatever, and it's almost like zip, zip, 10, 20 minutes later, you're done. Right. Um, as a black woman, 
you can never have sort of a neutral. There is, there's, there's a million different things you could do with your hair. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm wondering is, um, how do you decide at various points in your life how you're going to wear your hair. Like, how, how do you decide? Because I wear a lot of wigs. <laughs> you don't I, have to wear a wig. Yes, could. well, I did lose some of my hair. I've had that issue, and uh -huh. I'm finally getting it back to where it needs to be. But, yeah, me and my wigs are my best friend. Yeah. Well, they're yeah. nice. I Thank wouldn't... you. People are like, your hair looks so cute. Thank you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, what that also means is you don't have to spend a lot of time in the chair. I sure do not. And a lot of money in the chair. Yeah, because yeah. they will last a good bit. You just have to know how to take care of them. Does anyone know you wear a wig? Yeah. They do? Yeah. Yeah. Most, especially most African Americans, because we wear a lot of wigs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we do. But I mean, but it looks good. And Thank also, you. I mean, what does it mean in terms of taking care of it? Like, does it take you less time to uh, get ready in the morning? Yes, Stuart. I, I call this my hat. When I get home, I take her off. And if I need to wash her, I'll just put it in the soap and shake it around, <laughs> <laughs> spray some conditioner on it, and we're on our way. <laughs> now, do you have a Sunday go-to-meeting wig? I do. You do? <laughs> I do. And how is it, how is it, don't be answering for her. How is it different? How's the Sunday go-to-meeting wig different? Than um, actually, it's, well... In the wintertime, I wear long wigs, and okay. in the summertime, I wear short wigs. Okay. But I do protect the styles. I braid my hair down and, uh -huh. and put um, a cap on it, uh -huh. and then I put the wig on top of it. I'm just not putting the wig on top of my hair because yeah. the caps do protect it. Yeah. And when you started to lose hair, was that hard? Did it, did it, was it yeah, hard? Yeah, it was really hard. It was sad because I didn't know what was going on. Um, I, yeah, so I had the gastric bypass oh. um, like seven years ago. My sister had that. And, and that's one of the things that they tell you that can happen with your oh, hair. You can lose hair. You can lose hair, and a lot of people have lost hair. Okay. And then I also had a hairstyle done right when I kind of noticed the hair loss, uh -huh. and whatever the girl did to it, just totally like send it in, yeah. you know. So that's why I started, you know, again, doing the wigs and the protective styles. Yeah. Yeah. And when you were in high school, how did you do your hair? Oh, I had a head full of hair. I could do my hair any kind, any way I wanted to. And so how you did you You see my do daughter's it? hair. Yeah? Yeah. What would you call that? Those are called locks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're called locks. Yeah. Yeah. And how did you decide how to wear your hair? Like, what does it say? Like, what are you? Uh, as far as my hair, when I was in high school, I used to always wear, they had this hair co style called the lock. Uh-huh. Yes. And my mother would take me every two weeks to get my hair straightened. And the guy that did my hair, he would put it in a lock. Uh -huh. One side is lower and the other side is higher. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was, she was cute. Yeah. I, it was real cute. <laughs> We're getting down to it now. Okay. Like if you went to the prom, how would you do your hair? 
I did not go to the prom. Oh. No, because I had my baby. Back then, my life was all about my baby. Okay. Yeah. And I, I didn't go to the prom, but I would have worn the WAP. Okay. Because that was the style back in the day. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. yeah. It was cute. <laughs> do you have pictures of yourself back With the WAP? Then? I do. Oh. I do. Me and my baby. Oh. My first daughter. She's my second daughter. My uh -huh. first daughter is April, Mrs. Alexia. So how long between the two of them? Five years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you were out of high school then. You yeah. were working. Working. Yeah. yeah. So were you always um, single parent, you know, providing for everybody with the check cashing or? Uh, no. Okay. I, um, all my kids aren't by the same guy, but yeah. they had great dads. Oh. And her dad was amazing. That's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. It's so. good that you can get along. Oh, yeah, we get along. We all get along. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. That's good. It's great for the yeah. kids, too. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of stability yeah. that goes with that. Yes. Yeah. And they have wives and, you know, other children, and they all call me mom, or, you know, their kids call me mom. So it's yeah. really nice. That's neat. Yeah. So I did want to ask you, um, why did you leave Einstein's? Because, okay, so when it comes to Tidy Tessie, I was introduced to someone, well, they came into Einstein's as well. Mm -hmm. And um, they asked me if I would start pet sitting and doing a little cleaning around their house a couple of days a week. And I was like, sure. Because I would go to Einstein's at four in the morning and I'm off by 11 or 12. Oof. So, yeah. That's a tough shift. But I, I learned to love it because then I had time to start the cleaning and, you know, and with that, um, they passed my name to other people. Mm -hmm. And that's how I started the tidy testing. I talked to my daughter. I was like, Lexi, I'm getting so busy with the cleanings and stuff. And then she was like, Mom, you should just stop. Yeah. And I hated to go, but I, I had to leave. So what I hear from that is, one, very hard work. Mm -hmm. Like your mother had this incredible work ethic. Oh, yes. And you have it. Yes. And both for the same reason. Yes. For your kids. Yes. But then it's very scary being an entrepreneur. It's very scary. And a lot of people in the maid, cleaning, janitorial, they'll buy a franchise. Mm -hmm. You didn't do that. I didn't have to do that. I was so blessed to work. Just, I mean, from the people that I met at Einstein's and I would nanny and babysit and, you know, clean. And it was just so much. And I still do. I do a date night if one of my clients wants to go out. I just recently, I just had to feed some cats because their uh, family was out of town. Like, I just don't want to take a a dog sitting job because I don't really have time for that. But if it's one of my clients, I'll make time. Um, what are the advantages? What do you think people should know if they're going to step out and make their side hustle into the main thing? If they're going to be their own employer? Um, what did you learn really rapidly about that? That it was nice being able to make my own schedule. But also, your integrity is everything. 
You got to have integrity. The people that you have working with you, they have to have integrity. You know, right now I have a couple of my nieces that work with me, but if I need somebody, I have a, a large family. We're all here in Charlotte, so. And I think I know what you mean by that, but what what do you mean by integrity? Like, how would they behave in integrity? The same thing you do when you're around me needs to be the same thing you're doing when I'm not looking at you, you know? As far as like cleaning and, you know, making sure things are up to par, mm -hmm. like no half-assing, pardon mm -hmm. me, but yeah. yeah, I need to know that you're gonna, because I broke my ankle oh. right before COVID. Ouch. And thank goodness I had some nieces and my other daughter mm -hmm. that has the integrity and I had no complaints, not none. I was down for almost five months. And That's the majority cool. of my clients, I have keys to their place. I have my own codes and that sort of thing. They're not at home mm -hmm. most of the time. So, yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty cool. And so, do you ever think you'll go back working for the man? Do you for, ever think you'll work for someone else? No. That's not something I ever want to do again. Yeah. I actually, it's so funny because <laughs> I did go back to Einstein's for a couple of months just to hang out, you know, and I was working, you know what I'm saying? But I was like, what am I doing here? I was still cleaning and stuff. And I had some clients that I did in the area. I, it was on Mondays and Fridays that I would go back to Einstein's because the clients that I did in the area, I couldn't get to the first house until 10. Mm -hmm. So they would have me coming in at four and I would leave there at 9.30 and go, you know, to my first house. Because I try to do um, certain houses in certain areas on the same day or, you know, that yeah, sort efficient. of thing. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's neat. Um, what is it about owning your own business that you just really love? Um, just the fact that, again, I can make my own schedule and it's just amazing. I've never been so happy. I've never made, you know, as much money. I could have never phantomed being where I am today had not my little missy over here said, Mom, look, tidy Tessie, let's do this. Yeah. And that's what we did. And I love your logo. Did you create Thank that? You. She had one of her friends create it. Yeah. Yeah. I like the font. I like the lettering. Thank you. You see the little so. paw prints? That's, that's for the animals that we love so much and they love us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we put up with them making a mess. Yeah. And we want them taken care of. Absolutely. The other thing that strikes me about your business is recession proof. People still need their animals taken care of. Mm -hmm. They still need the place clean. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, that was the blessing in itself. Like I did have a couple of clients stop me from coming for a little bit, mm -hmm. but I was still getting new people, you know? Um, and now I'm still back with them again. So yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Cause everybody was scared, really scared, especially, uh, these people that I work for and the husband works at the health department. Uh -huh. So he was very, very scared. But your business has made it through COVID. Absolutely. So. And it's better than ever. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> it is. I love that. Mm -hmm. And so do you advertise or is there is strictly word of mouth? It's pretty much strictly word of mouth. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and see, places like this, I give them my cards and they give them to clients. I actually just got two emails from clients in this building. Um, but again, the lady that I go to here every Monday through Friday, um, when they first built this building, she needed some help. And we were, we do pack and moves also sometimes. And we had, uh, we were here uh, packing up somebody's house to move them out. And she needed some help. So we went down and helped her. And I've been with her ever since. They say she's my best friend. And she really kind of is. <laughs> she's 73. Wow. Yeah, she has two cats and she, uh, yeah, she's amazing. I love her. Do you ever walk into somebody's house and say, seriously? <laughs> yes, Lord. <laughs> I go to a house every Monday and Friday and, and I'm like, seriously? Yeah. My niece was like, auntie, I've never seen this house like this. I said, oh, just keep coming. <laughs> yeah, just keep coming. It's hard not to judge them. Just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we know what we're up against when we're going. You know, it's so nice to be able to go to the same houses and you know what you're up against. That's my seriously house. Right. Going there twice a week. Yeah. Now, do you ever have, on the other hand, people who like clean before you clean? Oh, yes. They I'm don't so, want you judging them? I'm so grateful for them. That's why the, the reason why I was running late today uh -huh. was it was a new client. And when I went to do the assessment, I was like, oh my God. But when we got there, he had, you know, tied it up before he got there. And he was so pleased. Like he gave me a really big tip. I was like, thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. He was really pleased. And then sometimes I have to treat myself and get my house clean because I'm so tired when I get home. I don't want to clean. Yeah. You know? It's like the hairdresser who doesn't want to do their hair. Well, you're awfully good to make time to do all this. Thank you. And I appreciate the offer. Yeah. I just, you know, I think it's another stepping stone. And yeah. I hope that on what I have said, I pray that what I have said has helped somebody. I always ask people the same thing. Uh, if we get hit by lightning today, and the only thing that survives is this little piece of audio, what is your legacy? My legacy would be just being me, like seriously, because people love me for who I am. And I am grateful for my mom for that. And my legacy is also my children. I'm so proud of them. So proud of them. They work very hard. So they inherited your values. Children don't always do that. Yeah. Definitely. This one, she works three jobs, just like mine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the industriousness, the hard working. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Because you can't have, hey, man don't work, you don't eat. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And you're also showing that having a small independent business, mm -hmm. you can make more money and you have more flexibility. Mm -hmm. And you have that pride of that something that's yours. Yeah. 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 Have you ever thought at all about growing, like having more employees? or? I would absolutely love to do that. I would like to not have to go into any house, but to just be able to look around and make sure that the girls have the eyes that I have. It's sometimes hard to keep people. My nieces, they work other jobs, but they... 
you know, make sacrifice to help me out because they know how important my business is. But it's so hard to find dependable people. And you can't always trust everybody. And you got to be able to trust people, you know, because it's my name. Right. It's Alexia's name. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we just can't. Yeah, it's been almost seven years that we've been doing this. And I'm still cleaning. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Yeah. It keeps me busy. It keeps me moving. Yeah. Yeah. And you build a big enough client base. Mm-hmm. And that becomes valuable. Absolutely. I mean, that the, the brand mm -hmm. has its own value. Yeah. And you, that's probably crossed your mind, too, yeah. that at some time this book of business is worth something. Yeah. Because I would love to be a Molly Maid. I, mean, I don't think Molly Maid can touch me because I've taken a lot of their clients. <laughs> But well, Molly May does not have your name on absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, I would love to have like the cars and the girls going out and me just going to do assessments and all that sort of thing. It's coming. Yeah. I have faith it's coming. Thank you, Tessie. I am now about the business of, and it is a business. Uh, called Voice Locket, the business of not of telling people's stories, but of getting them to tell their own in their own voice. And you're going to hear a lot more in the weeks to come, including super exciting announcements about my business, Voice Locket. Voice Locket, like a locket for a photo, only to hold your voice for all time. So more to come. Thanks for listening. In Her Words is a production of the Queen City Podcast Network in cooperation with Balto Creative Media. Allison Andrews at Andrews Creative, Rachel Clapp Miller and Roshonda Pratt are developmental producers. Sally Higgins at Higgins and Owens tries to keep us legal. Our music is A Day at the Park by the group Pictures of the Floating World. Your announcer is Katherine Smith. That's me. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and take a moment to rate and review. It really helps others find us. If you love us, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com. Look for Man Listening. One word, no spaces. A small investment makes a big difference in lifting up the voices of women. A huge shout out and thank you to everyone who supported the podcast in her words from manlistening.com from the very beginning. Thanks so much. Thank you for your support. We believe one voice can change the conversation. Thanks so much. <laughs>